What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Friday, March 18th, 2016, and you guys are listening to episode 249. Uh, can't believe just 51 episodes shy of 300. Welcome to the show. Hope everybody's doing well. Hope everybody had a good time in between. Uh, no, I am not sick, guys. I am just having a voice issue. Um, just running around, been doing a lot of shows. And, uh, you know, just catches up. My whole entire family got the flu. I did not. Thank God. I don't know if it's going on uh, where you are, but here in New York, all the schools are sending out emails and letters saying that uh, a lot of students are getting the flu. My wife got the flu. My son had, had not the flu, but my son was sick. And then my wife and daughter got it. Um, luckily, luckily, it has not hit me. Uh, just having a voice issue here. So... Uh, hopefully I can get through this. You guys could bear it. Uh, sorry about that, but uh, that's the situation. Uh, anyways, a ton of cool stuff to talk about on today's show. Um, unfortunately, you're going to be getting it later in your work day or over the weekend. Or hey, you can listen to it on Monday. Look at it that way, and there will be a quick, uh, a quick turnaround. What sucks is kids get fucking sick all the time because of other kids. The daycare is just crawling with fucking germs. Every time I go in there, I'm just like, holy shit. Like, you feel like you're got to be, like, quarantined. It's ridiculous how kids just have no immune system and they get sick and then they bring the shit home. Every time my kids get sick, I get sick. But, uh, hasn't happened yet this time. I'm hoping that this is not a sign for something to come. Anyway, uh... Got a, a great documentary I wanted to talk about. Some sports stuff. It's March Madness. Um, unacceptable, of course. Your guy's unacceptable. So uh, we will um, we will get into it. But first, the Verzi Effect Podcast, as always, guys, is sponsored by the great website, gonzofame.com. Go to gonzofame.com for the best, most in-depth interviews with your favorite comedians of today. Up-and-coming comedians, well-established, household-named comedians, um, just, and, and all, all in between. Uh, if you like comedy, if you're a comedy nerd, uh, you like, uh, you know, hearing about your favorite comedian, uh, it's a great website. Check it out. Uh, the very funny comedian Dave Gavry out there in Chicago runs this site and, uh, you, you guys know it's a great site. So please check it out. Support that site. Also go to all things comedy. That is where the Verzi Effect podcast resides. Um, and you could, uh, get so many amazing podcasts there. Um, Ari Shafir's, Bill Burr's, Bert Kreischer's, uh, The Verzi Effect, Joe Matarese's, Jason Laws. I mean, it's just, still, the list just goes on and on. So, uh, go to All Things Comedy, uh, follow them on Twitter at All Things Comedy. And they have a great, great record label called All Things Records, where my album, Night at the Stand, was. And, uh, my good friend... Uh, Giannis Pappas, his album will be uh, debuting, and that will be he will be coming out on All Things Comedy Records as well. So look out for that. Um, I actually want to have Giannis on the show to talk about that. Uh, as you guys know, Giannis, good friend of mine, and um, I'll get right into something about Giannis. I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, I did not know this. Um, a good dog trainer, and I've talked to people. If you're squeaking in the back, it's our dog Lloyd. Our puppy Lloyd is, he has a Kylo Ren 
from Star Wars, like doll with ropes on it. And it's a dog toy. It's a Kylo Ren dog toy. And I guess he's simulating a kill. You could hear a little squeaking in the back. His mouth is on the head and it's just squeaking and it basically simulates a kill. So, I'm sorry about that. If you hear squeaking, it's my dog ripping a doll to shreds. Uh, It's so funny. He's just looking at it like shaking the shit out of it. But speaking of dogs, what I wanted to talk about is dog trainers. Now, I'm sure many people listening to this either have had a dog, have a dog now, have multiple dogs, or know somebody with a dog. If you are a grown adult anywhere in this world and you do not know of a dog, seen a dog, had a dog, or know somebody that's had a dog, I don't know where the fuck you live, but it's probably in some cave in fucking Slovenia. I don't even know if that's a country, but it sounds right. All right, so now here's the thing. I talk to dog trainers and I know how insane they can be, but when you actually see it, and I didn't like hire a dog trainer, I didn't have... You know, I was just going to do the thing where it's like, no, not this time. This time from when it's a puppy, I'm going to make it, you know, and you just kind of, you get into bad habits, but we were actually really good with Lloyd. So Giannis, who used to have like a uh, Portuguese Pedango, he had a pit bull, he had a Chihuahua, he had like all these dogs and um, he learned a lot of stuff. He learned a lot of stuff from Justin Silver. Justin Silver had that show on CBS called, uh, uh, dogs in the city or city dogs where he would just go to somebody's house and they'd have a problem and he would just absolutely be a master with the dog right so Giannis comes over to the house and uh he's just like oh man do this or I was like oh how do you get him to do that and he just like I mean amazing like walking towards the dog like just like walk towards the dog look at the dog and he put his finger up and the dog sat down it was like a fucking magic trick it was literal. I was like, what the fuck was that? Um, just little things that like, I guess, and he said like he was bad and he learned, but you just learn. And I love being around dog trainers cause they're like fucking, they're just like the Yoda. They're like Jedi masters of dogs. It's insane. Like the food, you know how driven a dog is about food. All a dog gives a fuck about is food. For the most part, unless they're, I mean, some dogs care about playing and the hunt and all that stuff, but dogs, for the most part, when it's time to eat, they're just so focused on eating, they run to the bowl like an animal, which they are actually an animal, and in this case, you can say put them in a cage, because that's where they pretty much belong, you know, they're fucking wild animals. That's the funniest thing about pets, and like, me and Giannis were talking about it, like, these stupid hipsters in Brooklyn, or like, in New York City, just like, oh my god, I'm gonna save that pit bull. It's gonna be so awesome. They're so misunderstood. I'm gonna save that pit bull. Meanwhile, they don't realize that they just rescued a wild fucking animal that's gonna run their life and run all over them and manipulate them because they're fuck. They have no idea what they're doing. A dog needs to be treated like a dog, and this is the first dog that I ever had. Where yes, I love him. Uh, yes, he's. I'm sorry, I'm looking at him. Well, hey, hey. And uh, this is the first dog where I'm treating where it's a companion, it's a family member, all that stuff, yes. But I'm actually treating it like, no, you're the dog and there are certain things you need to do. And not biting, jumping on the kids and doing all that shit is is definitely a part of it. So when I fed the dog, I went to feed the dog and Giannis told me this trick where you put the food in the bowl, right? And normally as soon as you put the food in the bowl, as soon as they hear the food, 
hit the tin of the bowl. It's like they turn into, you know, they turn into an unstopped fucking Terminator. They're just going, 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 head down, going. Giannis taught me that when you, um, like, you could tell him to sit. And I, so I got the dog, you know, in the dog bowl in my hand with food in it. I have the dog sit. And I start putting it down. And he launches towards it. And he's like, no, no, you could get him to sit and wait and look at you until you tell him it's okay to eat. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. And now it is the coolest thing ever. It took the dog like two times to learn it. Not going to lie, Giannis was a little hard on the dog the first night. Um, not in a bad way. No, there's no hitting. There's nothing like that. Just like, no, nope, go back. And like just making them like reps. And I'm just like, holy shit, man. Because I never grew, I grew up with fucking lazy, you know, you grew up with people that are lazy with a dog. You just get the fucking dog and you're like, oh, yeah, like something as simple as letting the dog run in the house into every room. You're not supposed to do it. You're supposed to invite them into rooms. Also, when you walk a dog, you're supposed to be the first one in the house. You can't let the dog pull you and go back to the house. You walk in first and then you let them in. In other words, like, no, 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 I'm letting you in the house. All kinds of things that I did not know. So I put the food down and the dog's looking at it. I just tell him, stay, stay. And he's just looking at me. With a full bowl and the dog is hungry and he's looking at me. He wants to eat. And then I'm just like, all right, go eat. And then I walk away and he still even takes his time to make sure it's cool. And then when he see, you know, and then he goes and eats. Unbelievable. Now my dog, definitely an alpha. He's definitely a little stubborn. He wants to push buttons a little bit. And I know that about him. But I even have my kids making him sit, telling him no with certain things. And he's really becoming like Giannis was at my house for two days just hanging out, and in those two days, uh, we both had off, and we were both just chilling up, and, you know, he's like, I'll oh, come up to the house, so, yeah, man, come up to the house, we'll chill out in the woods, whatever, smoke some sticks, which makes sense, since I'm losing my voice, and um, we'll have a good time, and in that time, he just was, in a couple of days, with a few hours a day, just working with the dog, and he left, and the dog is 100% a different dog, the dog just, like, understands when he's doing wrong. He still obviously sometimes falls into bad habits because he's a puppy. But a good dog trainer is absolutely insane. Like, I can't even believe that people... Like, it's it's actually like such an amazing skill to me to make a wild animal that wants to run, jump, bite, do all these things that its instincts are telling it to do and to really be able to tame it and make it like a fucking well-behaved family member it's it's a, it's an unbelievable skill it's fucking crazy one day the dog could be like fucking snarling and want to bite and bark and the next day as soon as you see that shit it just knows it's not going to fucking happen i'm the master so we we're watching this thing on dogs and you know when you watch a wolf pack kill it's all of them i got to say this Let's talk about cats and dogs for a second. Now, I have two cats and a dog. I'm talking about the whole interaction on stage and everything like that. But we were watching this thing uh, built for the kill on Animal Planet or National Geographic, one of those, called Built for the Kill. And it was just going back and forth with the difference of a cat and the cat, uh, you know, ultimately until a wild cat like a, like a mountain lion and a wolf square off. Here's the thing, dogs, wild dogs are more bitches and punks than cats, and here's why. 
they fight in a pack. You know? It's almost like a setup. You know, they're like a mini mafia. They're like, look, you go over there, you start fucking with him. You kind of bite his leg, and while you're struggling with him, fucking four of us are going to jump on his back, and that's going to be dinner. Now, granted, meeting didn't happen like that because they're wild animals, and that's just how they, they fight. You could also look at it like they're the San Antonio Spurs, where they are like, no, this is the fundamentals. This is a, you know, the alpha is is the coach, like Popovich or Phil Jackson. And he's like, look, it's going to take five to win this thing. You know, you could look at it like that. But I just like how a cat squares off by itself and it's like me and you. I will say cats are underrated. I'm not saying cats are better than dogs. I think dogs are loving, maybe a little more, I guess, better for a home. Uh, although everybody that comes and sees our two boy, our cats, are like, man, these cats are like dogs because we made them like that. When you get a cat, you're supposed to handle the fucking thing from seven weeks old and just always hold it, be with it, play with it, and treat it like it's not just going to fucking run under a a bed and nobody's going to see it for five years. You know, some people have cats and it's like a... Yeah, remember we saw him in 87 and then after that it was like 94. It's like that's because the cat's fucking freaking out. The cat's scared. You know, people never played with the cat, so you brought it into this thing. All it knows is where its food and litter is. It's got people running around loud. It likes to be in the dark under the bed. It's because you stink as a cat owner. But I will say a dog is definitely more interactive. A dog's better for for a family, 100%. But in the wild, I liked watching it square off. The only reason why the wolves had to make the lion back off, didn't kill the lion because it wasn't going to kill the lion, but the only reason why I made it back off is because the lion eventually was fighting so many of them off that it got tired. That's what happens with the wolves. There's like just so many of them around. So the, the, the lion was fighting them and they were all scared. Lions and like those wild dogs are scared until there's a pack. But you could like fight them off. They don't want to fight. Like elk were fucking them up. You know, some things were like running after it. But it's brutal when you just see them like just jump on something and kill it. Um, But anyway, back to the dog thing. So I just think it's nuts that you could train... A wild fucking dog. And I saw it. I actually was like, man, there's no way the dog's going to stop doing that. And it did in a day. Dog trainers are unbelievable. That Caesar Milan guy is unbelievable. But here's my question. How can you be so good at that shit? You know what I mean? How can you... Like, it's almost like, was that like, I mean, I don't know about reincarnation and all that shit, but like, were you a fucking dog? Like, how do you know? Who was the first person to look? To, like, who was the first dog trainer ever? Because that there needs to be a poster of that guy. There needs to be history books about that fucking guy. The first Caesar Milan. Who is he? You know, I talk about Alexander Graham Bell and all this shit. Fine. There have been dogs around forever. Okay. You know, to help man, to to be with man, to do all the things, to have jobs, to pull sleds, to fucking, you know, herd the fucking animals in the farm, all this stuff. Who is the first guy to be like, I don't like how this wild thing is acting and I'm going to go at him. Like, that guy is the fucking guy. You know? Um, And I got to see it firsthand and I had to text Giannis and I was like, dude, I got to tell you, man, thank you. I don't know what you did, but in two days, this dog is definitely different, more obedient, and uh, and I took everything that he did, and I was never a pushover with him. We weren't lazy at the beginning, 
but I just wasn't as hard on him because he was like really young. But I guess that now is when you do it, and it is it is worth it. And I met some dog trainers and talked to them. I always have a lot of questions for them all the time because it's incredible what they could do. You know, I saw this. I was talking to this one dude, um, Mike, in Boston or the Boston area. And this dude's got little kids, and he had a fucking... i never seen some shit like this. He had a fucking gigantic pit bull walking side by side with his little daughter, and the dog would never go past his door. I mean, this was like next level. Like, the pit bull would never walk past his daughter. Like, it was just keeping up with... It was like a trained fucking soldier. It went to, like, obedient fucking pit bull boot camp. Unbelievable. Shout out to Mike if I don't know if Mike's listening or whatever out in Boston, but um, you know, and I don't want to like say full names and fuck you know, but I you know without permission or anything, but I just want to say that there are some people out there that can take a wild fucking dog and turn him into fuck Mother Teresa. I've never seen anything like it. It's unbelievable. Uh, so Lloyd is doing good, and um, you know. The cats and him, look, I don't think it's ever going to be the relationship you, you'd you want to have them have. I think it's kind of like, all right, look, dude, we live here, you live here. We're going to try to make this work. You just stay out of our fucking food, all right? And um, the funniest thing is now, when the dog walks by, the cat's just like lazily, like if he goes to sniff the cat, they won't even take like a hard swipe. They just kind of like lazily just kind of put their arm up and just give it like this weak little like, get the fuck out of here. Like, fuck you. Get out of here. Just a quick little thing. And the dog just kind of walks away, uh, which is really funny to watch. Um, I, guys, have not drank. So I was trying to figure out the math here, right? And um, I have not drank in... So basically, I've drank once since January 3rd. So whatever, I'm trying to do the math on that. So I guess that would be... Alright, so today's March 18th. Alright, so January 3rd. Okay, February 3rd. I don't even know, wow. It's more than that. Yeah, I'm doing really good. So, I mean, I guess April 3rd would be three months um, where I've only had, you know, I had a couple scotches at the Super Bowl, you know, had a couple, I had people over and I was just like, you know what? I want to go right back to this. I wanted to do 90 days. So now I'll just do 91 or, you know, but I got to tell you, losing weight, feeling good, sleeping good. And, uh, I think I'm done with, uh, I'm done with weed. I'm done with weed and edibles. I took an edible the other night. Just to relax my back and go to sleep. Nothing happened for an hour. And I'm like, alright, I'll take the other half. I swear to God, I was fucking high for nine hours. I was like at a reality high for nine hours. I was out of my fucking mind. I have no idea what happened. The milligrams weren't even high. I'm like, what's going on? It was like somebody injected like 50 more milligrams of shit. I was fucking... I didn't know, like, was that a dream or not? Like, you ever get so high, you're just sitting there. I was like, what the fuck is happening here? It was, I'm like, what am I doing? I'm done. And it took me a day to recover. Because when you get, like, really fucking high, you get hung over from it, I'm done. I am done. 
the ultimate goal to continue to lose weight, maybe drink like, you know, a couple. Maybe drink like a couple here and there if you can. And then go right back to like, I want to do a thing where it's like, if I do have a couple of cocktails, I go 30 days without one. You know, and then, oh, if I have oh, an occasion and then do it. like literally drink like four or five times in a year and try to be that, you know, try to be that good and lose weight. The best is when people come up to you and they're just like, oh man, you're losing weight. You look good. You lost at least 10. You're like, yeah, because I'm not fucking, because I'm not going to do a shot with you later. <clears throat> you do judge though. It is funny how you judge people. When they're not drinking, you just look at you know you just look at people like St. Patrick's Day. Let's talk about the shit show that is St. Patrick's Day. Everybody, can we talk about this shit for a second? Grown men, look, I did this shit in high school. All right, when I was in high school, we got on the train, we, you know, had some bottles of vodka. We brought some cold beers on the train early in the morning, thinking we're cool. You know, junior and senior year, you skip school, you go down there, you're fucking, oh man, we're in Manhattan, you know, you think you're fucking doing something that's never been done before, like you're changing the game, meanwhile it's been happening for fucking hundreds of years, whatever, and we're just, uh, you know, not the train, you know what I mean, um, and you'd go down there, you'd go into a couple of bars, you had a fake ID, you had a couple of beers, and it was a great time. You tried to fucking hook up with the girl that you liked that was going down, and it was just one of those things, and you get home, fine. You see an 18-year-old kid, even fine. You see him puking in the street, all right. Guy can't handle his shit, he's excited to be in the city of St. Patrick's Day. But you're fucking 41 years old, in a green vest, and a fucking Kango hat, and a beard like you're a leprechaun, and you're just, I mean, fucking, enough's enough. Can you sit home with your family, sip on a scotch, and watch the game like a normal human being instead of running around doing a bar crawl from 11 o'clock in the morning, you fucking absolute animal? It's like, yeah, gonna go over to fucking Patty McGuire's, we're gonna drink like fucking four over there, then we're gonna, uh... We're going to go down over to this spot on Canal Street. They got a big party. They're giving everybody handfuls of corned beef and cash. Not even bread. Corned beef and, uh, corn beef and uh, what the fuck, hash. Not even bread. They just You just put your fucking hand out. And they throw a big clump of corned beef on there. Everybody eats it and they're giving out green beers. We're going to eat like a couple of fucking animals. Then, uh... Then they're having a St. Patrick's party on the top of this roof. They don't care how cold it gets. They're giving out cigars. Then uh, then we're going to do a shot off where everybody's going to take their pants off and try to do 15 shots without puking. Whoever pukes gets shit thrown at him. And he gets called an asshole the rest of the day. Then we're going to go back on the train with a cooler of beers. It's like enough. I mean, it sounded cool up until like the, the, it sounded cool. Like the first two were like, oh, that's cool. And then it's just, but the best part about St. Patrick's Day in the city is like once it starts getting dark and all the drunks have winded down, it's almost like people are too tired and drunk to even fight. Although we did see some shit on the street last night. I did a couple shows last night in the city and there was a couple of, it's, it's not a good scene, dude. It's not. Because it's either quiet with people that are just beating themselves up all day or there's still rage and fights. It's just traffic sucks. 
I know a lot of people aren't going to like this and they're going to think I'm saying it because I'm pro-Italian and Mediterranean people more than I am the pale people, but that's not true. However, St. Patrick's Day, a little overrated. I'm not going to lie. A little overrated, you know? I get it. An excuse to drink is always fun. You know, I do like the bagpipes and I think, but that's the other thing that the Irish got to fix. I'm sorry, the the whole skirt... The kilt with the thing. I mean, you're a grown man. You can't. You can't. I mean, I'm not trying to be a dick. You're a grown man. You got a kilt. You got a... I like the bagpipes. Don't get me wrong. I think it's a beautiful sound. I really do. I think bagpipes are a beautiful sound. Um, I love the Irish culture. Some of my best friends are are Irish. You know, always actually did. Could say that. I've always actually did have really close Irish friends. Just, you know... Tough guys, just great guys and stuff like that. I'm not trying to knock Irish people. However, the parade's a little overrated and you got to stop with the fucking skirts. You know, throw on a nice pair of jeans and play the bagpipes. What's wrong with that? Nothing. You know. Oh, St. Patty's Day. You know, it's a little, it's, it's a little much. It's a little much. Green beer, yeah, that's healthy for you. Let's take something that's already shitty and unhealthy for you, okay? And then we'll load some food coloring in it, make it fucking green so when you puke, you look like the exorcist. Yeah, do that in the third uh, car of the train at fucking midnight, sitting there, and you just start fucking belching, and then you start just projectile vomiting corned beef and green beer. That's a great idea. That's what you look down about drinkers is, like... Amateur hour. Because you got to know what you're eating and what you're drinking. Unless your goal is to get obliterated and puke and do all that stuff. What are you doing? What are you doing? I look at myself and I'm like, oh my God, I was an asshole. I was an asshole. I used to get naked. I'd literally be at a party and just be naked, just walking around. I would go, I told you guys, I would steal the imaginary second basin and always call myself out and everybody would be laughing and I would have this epic argument with an umpire that wasn't there. You know, just slide headfirst on the grass naked and just call myself out, going a second. It's like, what am I doing? If my kid ever did that at a party, you ever think about if you, if your kids ever did what you do, how mortified and awful it would be? It, that's the thing. Nothing wrong. Listen, nothing wrong. I'm not trying to sound like some dickhead who like doesn't have a good time. Look. I've had my share of good times, too many of them. Just enough with the green beer and the bar crawl all fucking day because it's, you know. God, I'm an old man now. Um, but there is nothing better than not participating in craziness. You know, just, yeah, you're going to that thing, a bunch of people, nah, I'm not, I'm really not. What are you going to do then? Everybody's going. I'm actually going to sit on my couch and uh, spend time with my family or watch a movie uh, or hang with my kids. Yeah, you're not going to go down to the... Nah, I think I'm just going to sit in. And then you turn on fucking eyewitness news and they're like, it's gridlock down here. Nobody could get through. People have been in the car literally for hours. And you're just sitting there with a smile on your face like, yeah, not for me. I'm not going to watch the Super Bowl with fucking 90 strangers. Especially if I bet on it. 
Because even if you don't know the guy and the guy's a great guy, when the other team scores and the guy's cheering, you look at him, you want to stick a fucking, you know, a buffalo chicken wing in his neck because, you you know, you're losing $75. Um, all right, let me get to my unacceptable. Then I'll get to your guys' unacceptables. Um, I want to talk about this documentary I saw, which was fucking nuts. Um, March Madness. It looks like the NBA playoffs are coming. 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 Uh, so sit back, relax, wherever you may be on this fine Friday, March 18th. I know you're listening to my voice fucked up. It will recover. Um, sorry, but it's still me, guys. That's the same person you've loved. Uh, speaking of, he gets emotional. Me, Bill Burr, and Joe Bartnick are hitting Canada, everybody. April 1st. Through April 4th, I will be in Canada. Dates and all those like announcements and shit to come. But um, if you guys did buy tickets to see Bill Burr, uh, I just found out that not only myself, but my good friend Joe Bartnick. So three of the four horsemen will be invading Canada soon. Um, oh man, People versus OJ, episode 7. You guys see it? This is good, man. Episode 6 and 7 were good. I'll get to that after. Let me go to my unacceptable. My unacceptable is I spent money. And I'm not going to mention company names because I'm not a dick like that. So that should make you guys want me, you know, to sponsor my show. All right? That's how I am. Even people that do me wrong. But in all seriousness, if you guys do um, have, a, you know, a company, a site... Something you think that's a good fit since I talk movies and sports and, um, you know, all kinds of stuff with the unacceptables, whatever. If you think it's a good fit with your company, people have been reaching out. I just want to make sure that it's a good fit. And uh, and I'll, I'll obviously be honest with you guys. Like, if you want to sponsor my show, but it's just something that's not going to make sense for either of us to really do or I don't think it's going to be beneficial for you, um, you know, I'll tell you. You know, it's a certain type of thing with my show. Uh, but hit me up, email at, uh, you know, unacceptables for TVE at Gmail and, uh, we could talk about it. And if it's something that you want to do, you know, and I have different types of packages, I'm very flexible with, uh, with all that stuff. So we could talk some business, hit me up, uh, there and, um, and I'll, uh, follow up with you for sure. Now my unacceptables, I spent a lot of money on a service and, uh, oh, cleaning ladies here. Hold on. Okay, so I spent uh, I spent some money on a service, okay? And look, my whole life, people have been pretty much getting my last name wrong, all right? They hear Verzi, and they always think V-E. They always think another, you know, another spelling. Uh, the pronunciation's pretty much off all the time. Some people get it. Some people, and it's not one of those things where, like, they guess. So, it's weird. It's a weird last name where some people see it and just get it right, when they see it, they know, and other people kind of try to sound it out and all that shit. But when you pay for a service and the people know you, now I'm not saying they know me. Hold on. Lloyd, sit down. Lloyd, sit down. Fucking dog. I swear to God. I've been interrupted with this podcast. I got cats meowing outside. I got the dog jumping on the thing. It's insane. Um, But people have been messing up my last name for a long time, right? But... When you work with a company, when they know you, I understand there's different departments, okay? The craziest thing is you've talked to me before, we went over some things, 
and then I pay for something, okay? And there's either fine print or whatever. To see my last name spelt wrong when I'm paying big money for something is just ridiculous and unacceptable. You know? It's like what it's like it's it's five letters. V I R Z I. Okay? I your company knows me. We've talked on the phone many times. Okay, you even know what I do. You know that I'm a comedian. I and I know. Again, there's other people all over the company. Some people are just, you know, at a desk and they get an order and they just but like how do you how how do you have a client give you money and you either put two eyes or you, you know, I just don't understand that. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's unacceptable. It's un, it, it's it's like it's like can you get it right? Can somebody look and say make sure you spell it this way? It's I how many times? Listen, I get it. If my last name was like Gestapalapakapalapastin, you know, I I get it. You know, I'm not Arabic. I'm not fucking. You know what I mean? Like I don't have some kind of. You know, some of those Arabic names have like four A's in a row. I don't have that. V I R Z I, Verzi. Very simple. How are you messing it up? It's unacceptable. It's ridiculous. I'm paying money, so now I got to call a company and there's going to be hell to pay. Oh, and I'm not saying it as a threat, everybody. Oh, I'm not saying it as a threat. No, it's serious. I'm just going to go and be like, look, you know, I gave you guys good money. Like, what are you going to do here? And I'm not somebody, I don't, I'm not one of those people that like call to get something. I don't like those people. Well, you know, I did this. I mean, what can you do for me? Can you get me some? Can you get me, I mean, can you get me more? Can you get me, I mean, can you send me a, a bottle of wine? Or, you know, my wife's not happy. Can we get a t-shirt? It's like, you know, it's kind of gross. Those people want like a gift pack from a company they hate. That's like ridiculous. I, I can't stand cheap shit like that. There's nothing worse than a cheap asshole. There really isn't. It's the worst. It really is the worst. That's not my problem. You know, my problem is is not... You know, give me something for this. My problem is, what are you going to do financially that I gave you money? I, that's what I want to know. Or are you going to give me, you know, the next time we do business? Because we won't do business again. But the next time we do business, is there going to be, is it is it going to be a lighter bill? Is there going to be something? I don't want anything for free. I just want, I want this to be fixed. That you're spelling my last name. It's going out there. You're spelling it wrong. It's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. What kind of Mickey Mouse operation does that. Uh, let's get to your guys' unacceptables right now. This is from uh, Conrad LeClaire. Hey, dude. Seen you open for the big red cunt. And have to say you're great at what you do. And I'm happy... You're getting the recognition you clearly deserve. Well, thank you. Uh, just recently got into your podcast also and love it. Well, thank you again, uh, Conrad. I got an unacceptable for you. I was driving to work and was on a road where two lanes were merging into one. There was no other cars in sight, so I merged uh, now one lane. This person in a piece of shit Honda comes flying up beside me out of nowhere as if they were still, as if there were still two lanes, uh, has to then slam on the brakes because of the parked car on the side of the road. I think, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? And before I know it, he turns into oncoming traffic and races ahead of me with his middle finger out the window as if I'm the douche. I wish nothing bad upon him in this life, but hope in the next life 
He is a goat sex slave for Satan himself, and Satan has an unquenchable thirst for goat ass. Keep rocking, man. Thank you, Conrad. Yeah, and that that uh, that's always the big problem. Always a big problem is the is the double lane going into single. That's the or or three lanes that go into two because somebody just doesn't care. And that's when I almost got hit and I had my children by that um that mega bus. Cuz it's always like it's a merge and you go and then they just, you know, it's it's really scary. And uh and sucks. So anyway, here we go. The this one is from um oh yeah. The regular Kelly Myers, Shakespeare is shit, but he warns, sorry for another non-IBS submission. No worries, brother. You got carte blanche here, okay? Um, you know the way like sports shows, you know, I've said this before, sports shows always have those guys that call. The guy's been calling the show for like 20 years. Well, that's what Kelly is to the Rosie effect. He's, you know, whether it's an IBS, I, uh, IBS masterpiece or anything, we're willing to listen. You've earned that, Kelly. You've earned that. Here we go. Paul, sorry for another non-IBS story. I'll shit my pants again soon. Don't worry. It's a math. <laughs> it's a mathematical certainty. Some cunt. Mu- <laughs> oh my god! Some cunt muscle got a hold of my debit card number and racked up nearly five grand in purchases from my checking account. The theft is not my unacceptable. That's scary, dude. I hate that shit. Uh, I just had an issue with the bank where I got a check to make sure. It's ridiculous. I contacted the retailer and got my money back. Uh, I'll spare you and your listeners all the techno jargon, but I'm pretty good with computers. And within one hour, I had the name, address, and criminal history of this cum-guzzling fuckstick that stole from me. No surprise, he has a history of electronic and identity theft. I had all this info before contacting police. Um, Note uh, two would be uh, note to be credit card thieves. Route, uh, route your traffic through foreign servers, you fucking dipshits. Or try not being a gigantic twat and don't steal from hardworking people. The purchases were made in the San Diego area. I filed a report with my local PD, which was referred to the San Diego Sheriff's Office. My unacceptable is this. The San Diego Sheriff's told me they basically couldn't or wouldn't do a fucking thing with my case. What the fuck? I gave them all the info they need to arrest this horse-humping thunder cunt. <laughs> what? Because uh, I'm not a California taxpayer. They aren't going to bother to get me uh, to get a warrant. Five minutes with uh, the th- thieves' computer, and they've got themselves a felony arrest. At this point, I'm way more pissed about the non-doing cops than I am about the thief. My best friend since I'm five years old is a cop, and if I found out he treated a victim of crime like this, I'd use his scrotum as a speed bag. Unacceptable. Yes, it is unacceptable, and that's a great one. You know, I listen. You didn't shit your pants, and that's fine, but this is still very... uh, That's a great one, and that's unfortunately, man, they don't care. They don't care because, you know, to them, you're across the country. You know, what are you going to do? He got his money back. You know, they don't care. They're lazy, dude. They're lazy. That's the thing. Some cops are lazy, you know. Not all. Relax, guys. Relax. Okay? But it's just like, 
you know, what do you do? You call up a cop, you tell them like, ah, what are we going to do? We can't do it. Then they start making you think, you know, thank God you got your money back. Obviously change all your passwords and do all that stuff so it doesn't happen again. But it's scary because I went into a Citibank, bank I've been using for a long time, and, uh, you know, I had good credit. My credit score is really good, you know, uh, able to get things and, and all that stuff. And then all of a sudden, they were like, oh, you know, you're eligible for this uh, credit card and it does this and that. And it's this great credit card to have. I travel a lot, so, you know, I was like, oh, I'll consolidate all my traveling and all my bills on this thing. And uh, they were like, oh, there's an issue with this. You got to, you got to, you got to check this. Something might have happened. <clears throat> and now I don't know if some, you know, there's a, there's something on there that I have to do all kinds of research on. So it sucks. It absolutely sucks and it's scary. And, you know, that's why you got to, you know, I always like, you know, it's good to change your passwords now and then and. You know, not always pay for things with the card. It's brutal. It's brutal. But uh, thank you for the submission, Kelly. That was awesome. Uh, raising awareness when you're not shitting your pants. How about that? Next one is from Joshua Scott. That is my dog playing with my son's uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle toy. Uh, but he's calmed down while I'm doing the podcast, so that's fine. Uh, Joshua Scott said, this is unacceptable. I uh, couldn't even conceptualize as something I might see one day. So I'm at work, working late to hit a deadline so I can get a very acceptable bonus. There is sort of an unwritten rule that if you are going to take a shit, you go down a floor where it's completely vacant. Even though it's late there, uh, are, even though it's late, there are still other people around, so I head down a floor. I walk in and there is a guy at the urinal, hard dick in hand, cell phone, what cell phone was porn at full volume on top of the urinal? What? Oh, my God. I have the normal response. Oh, what the fuck? And he drops the phone trying to shut it off and yelling at me as I leave that it isn't what it looks like. <laughs> really, sir? What does it look like? You're whacking it to porn that I could hear and see. What does it look like? Uh, so I guess I'm the dick and misunderstood that what he likes watching porn while he pees and he was just shaking the last couple of drops super hard. Fuck that guy and how he was raised. Unacceptable. I'm not a rat or snitch, but I've never wanted to turn someone into HR more. That's ridiculous, man. And that just like, honestly, like that's like violating to like, that's like a, I feel like that's like tier two of like mis sexual misconduct. Even though it's not like assault and the guy didn't do anything. To walk into that and see an adult just, you know what I mean? Just trying to crank one out while he's taking a leak is just like, or acting like he's taking a leak is ridiculous. Oh my God, that's unacceptable. Uh, this is from Justin Bird. Justin Bird says, going to a place called Pizza Planet and expecting classy patrons, unacceptable. Well, Justin, for your information, it's actually a really well-known, expensive place to eat pizzeria to eat at that's uh, in a rich neighborhood. And I'm not saying that to be like a dick or, you know, cunty or anything. I'm not saying it, but uh, yeah, it's a weird name, but it's like the place does great. The pizza's great. The food's great. And uh, I didn't expect a little kid hanging over my back. But I hear you. The name is definitely makes you think like, well, what the hell do you expect? Thank you for the submission. 
All right, this one is from Carl Steinheiser. Hey, Verzi, wanted to start out by saying I saw you, Lawhead, Bartnick, and Burr in my hometown of Columbus, Ohio back in October, and it was the shit. Just to F... Uh, just FYI, I remember Burr's complaints about there not being shit to do downtown. Um, hold on. What? Why? why? Uh, she always has to fucking... I swear to God, you could be on your deathbed. On your deathbed, and a woman's just going to be like, Oh, by the way, we need to... Um, we need to go pick up that couch this weekend. You're like, yeah, look, I got like three minutes to live. I know, but I just in case you make it. Uh, uh-oh, I got vacuums going on upstairs. Here we go. Wanted to st- Okay, so just FYI, I remember Burr complaints about there not being shit to do downtown. That's the truth. Next time, stay about a mile north in an area district or uh, short north. That's where the fucking party starts. Anyway, on to the unacceptable. So, I'm currently in Japan for my job on a business trip. Engineer. I want to say this country has the best fucking customer service I've ever experienced, hands down, easily. Not sure if you have ever been here, but you don't tip anyone, ever. They don't even accept it uh, if you insist upon it. These fuckers slave away at minimum wage jobs and make sure whether you are ordering a cup of joe or a steak and 10 beers that you get your shit immediately with no fucking sass and... Uh, with prompt and polite service. I I, I got you know what? I'm going to talk about the Asian culture after I'm done reading this. But you're 100% right. Okay. And again, guys, sorry, excuse the I got people upstairs cleaning with the vacuum and stuff. So anyway, this is obviously not the unacceptable. It's the cunts back in America. The fucking sense of entitlement and bullshit attitude portrayed by most in the service industry these days is nonsense. Uh what in a, in a fucking fuck uh, in Japan, these fucking heroes slave away proudly to serve you and perform their job with a sense of pride. Uh, every goddamn day, they realize, maybe this is all I'm qualified to do. I'm happy to be working, and they do it fucking better than anyone. When the fuck did that mindset leave America? I'm so sick of the sense of entitlement and bullshit. I'm better than my job attitude of these fucktards who think that a GED should get them a six-figure job or some shit. Fuck you. In the words of Louis C.K., yeah, this job sucks. That's why we gave it to you. Yep, 100%. That's all I got right now, man. Been a listener for about a year now. Found you through Burr. Your shit rocks. Keep it coming. Thanks. Well, thank you so much. Uh, that's all I, uh, okay, by the way, I know you and Burr are big college football fans. I'm an Ohio State alum and football season ticket holder, um, and the big game is in Columbus this year. You fuckers need to come and party and watch, uh, the, uh, oh yeah, the Meyer-Harbaugh rivalry take off again in November, um, bring that fuck lawhead come party, Carl from Columbus, Ohio. Thank you so much, Carl, I appreciate that. Uh, love the unacceptable. You're 100% right, and I'm glad you brought that up because that's actually something that I wanted to touch on. Uh, people always say to me, like, where do you want to go and uh, what do you want to do? And uh, Australia and Japan are two things that I want to do, places I want to go and visit. Um, you know, people know me. My friends know me. We were talking and we were joking about food because we went to just an amazing restaurant the other day. Uh, an amazing 
five-star, well-known, famous restaurant where you need a reservation. We went, and it was amazing. And it was me, my wife, my kids, and Giannis Papas. And uh, the fish and the food, it just, it's import. It, it comes in, it comes in, the fresh seafood comes in every day at like two, between two and four o'clock in the morning, and it, the fish is just on another level. Now, we were just talking about food and favorite cuisine, and of course, Italian food is Jordan. It's not even close. However, for me, when we were going through our top three, our top five cuisines, I was saying 100% that Japanese food, if you told me that I had to eat Japanese food every day for the rest of my life, I'd be happy with that. If I had to eat sushi every day for the rest of my life, I would, I'd be happy with that. Miso soup, the, the ginger salad, the everything. I mean, everything is just amazing. But you touched on something, uh, Carl, which I agree with 100%. There's something about the Asian culture. There's something about, you know, there's just something about it that they just, they want to get it right. They want you to be happy. They want to please. They they work really hard and they look at it as it, it, it is their purpose. There's a documentary about sushi on Netflix. And the guy has been a master sushi chef for 60 years and he said he still hasn't mastered it yet. And it's like this little tiny place near a train station or whatever. And apparently it's like, you go in, you give $350 and you don't talk and you they just bring you. They just keep bringing you and bringing you and bringing you and they make it. You don't talk. It's like the, one of the greatest known places ever. If anybody's ever went, let me know. But I want to go to it. And the guys that are working under this guy are dedicating their lives to getting it right. Like, I'm not even joking. They wake up their destiny in their mind. Their destiny. Their, their fucking, what they're meant to do. You know, a Siberian Husky was meant to pull a sled in a blizzard far. These guys are born into this sushi world and they're meant, and it means everything to them. That doesn't happen here. Although I will say there are, I have, I have come across some waiters that was like, oh, you know what? This guy wears a tuxedo every day and it's a fine restaurant and he wants to be a great waiter and that's his career and he loves it. And when you see somebody loving what they do, they're going to be great at it. But a lot of times, no, the, the jobs suck and, uh, you know, and that's what it is. But you're 100% right. Like when you go somewhere and they make sure that you have everything immediately, like not having not having a drink right away, not having your, not having, like when you sit at a restaurant, I'm not trying to be a dick. When you sit at a restaurant, right when you sit down, I feel like waters, lemon, and bread need to be out. No, I'm sorry. There were some people here. It's like, I don't care. I don't care. The place is not packed. And even if it was packed, like you're obviously are having an establishment where you can't handle capacity here. That's a, that's a Mickey Mouse, you know, amateur hour business. Period. Get it right. I love that unacceptable. Thank you. You're 100% right. And it took you to go all the way to fucking Japan to, to, to see it. Great, great one. Thank you, Carl. This one is from Jason Burr. He's got three quick ones. Here we go. This is the last one. And then I'm going to play something for you that somebody sent me on Twitter. Um... I got to make sure my dog is not swallowing this toy while I'm talking. Okay, so here's the last one, and then we'll go to uh, something else that I want you guys to hear. All right, this is from Jason Burr. Uh, Dear Paul, I have three unacceptables for you today. Number one, more than Burger King selling hot dogs being unacceptable, I've had one, by the way, uh, is the reason they are selling hot dogs. It is a $2.5 billion 
uh, with the bee industry in the U.S. annually. Check out these stats, which are unacceptable levels of hot dog consumption in the United States. That's disgusting, especially when you know what a hot dog is made of. Number two. Sorry, Paul, this one's about you. Personally, I feel that a man should worry about function over form. What good is it to have an item if you cannot use it? So unacceptable is a man walking funny because he feels he cannot use his shoes. Uh, all right, you got me on that. Okay, one on you, now one on me. Um, yes, you're right. However, however, there's a flip side to that, Jason. And I hear what you're saying, but I wore the shoes just to perform in. And it's different. It's not like it's my everyday shoe. You know, in my profession, in my job, I get on stage. A lot of people see me. I want to look good. I love having a nice something on my feet to be, you know, really nice. But this happened to be a night of a fight where I had to walk five blocks and I didn't have the other shoes with me. So, yes, you're right. In everyday life, if I do that, it is a little unacceptable. But on that particular night, I feel like I was just. All right. Number three unacceptable me because I have yet to download night at the stand despite the fact I'm looking forward to seeing you uh, and be on the lookout for my personalized autograph poster request thank you Paul don't take the shoe comment too seriously thanks for the podcast as always no 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 dude. thank you so much thank you for listening thank all you guys for um you fucking dog just pissed my dog just pissed on the floor, and now I gotta pause this. Unbelievable! Ah, uh, nothing like nothing like getting into momentum of a podcast, and then just your dog looking at you while pissing on the. Lucky he did it on the hardwood floor, and it wasn't that much. But son of a bitch! I guess it's my bad. I'm sitting here like reading strangers' complaints, and uh, my dog's like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna. What am I gonna hold it? Cause fucking. All right. Uh. Thank you for the submission, everybody. Thank you for all the submissions. And if you want to submit more um, or submit for the first time, please go to unacceptablesfortve at gmail.com. Now let's go to Twitter. Okay, so on Twitter, this one is uh, in no particular order. And there were some funny ones on here. Um, this one is from uh, Con1, and it's at, uh, at AE. 2015 underscore four horsemen at SoCal Theater soon. Hashtag unacceptable. I'd love that. I would love that. Thank you. Um, this one, there's a couple of funny ones here. Some guy sent a, sent me a clip of kids all over him while he was eating. Like when I went through at Planet Pizza. Because um, there was a video game right next to a table where you eat, which is a great, uh, which always is a great thing. All right, here we go. Next one is from Chris Frost at MM Frosty Boy. 3 p.m. appears to be rush hour for taking a dump at work. Four bathrooms, 11 total stalls occupied. Still searching. Hashtag unacceptable. Uh, yeah. That is one thing I do not miss about working in a corporate America is bathroom time. Because it's never a good bathroom situation. You're never like, oh, man, just went down. There was a couple people in there. We were just cranking them out, having a blast. All right, this is from Bob Lane at Bobby Lane 
1963. And he said, Paul, listen to your podcast today. And then had this happen at a pizza place tonight. Uh, we were closer. Cage him. And it's just kids. You could hear. Those little kids are at a video game by his table. Get back. Thank you for the submission. Yeah, I don't understand why pizza. I mean, I guess since you're going to a pizza place, they think. But hold on. Get, get down. I swear to God, I'm getting fucking rid of these animals. All of them. I got cats grabbing on couches. My wife's going to freak out. <sighs> what the fuck? Just want to fucking let them all. I love them. But wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be free? Just open the door. Like, go. Oh, you're free. Just go. I tried. I tried for 11 years. I tried. I, with the puppy, I tried. Just go. Everybody go. This is from Matt DeLuna at Matt DeLuna. Paul, guy is smoking a cigarette less than five feet away from his baby. Unacceptable. Hashtag uh, a father of the year. Yeah, that's... He's a little far away. I will give him credit like this. He does look like his head is away, and the and he is probably far away where the baby's not getting the smoke. So I'm not going to give him 100% because it's not in his face, but it just is unacceptable of how the addiction has him so much that like his kid is just there while he's like running away to take some puffs. Thank you for the submission. Um, John Lampert at Pogo Joe 2011. How's the new puppy? Uh, isn't shitting on the carpet? Uh, unacceptable. Yes. Yes, it is unacceptable. Thank God he didn't do that today. This is from Max Maxic at Max O-S-T-R-O-W-S-K-I-1. Paul Verzi, someone smelling like egg salad on this awful MTA bus from LaGuardia at 6 a.m. What the fuck? Unacceptable. Yeah. Uh, this one is from Michael Zofchak at Z-O-F-F-A-N-A-T-O-R. So Michael's Twitter is at capital Z and then O-F-F-A-N-A-T-O-R. Paul Verzi would have been nice to see it. That you uh, would have been nice to see that UConn four overtime game. That guy sitting behind you and Burr was probably going nuts and hating. Hashtag unacceptable. Yeah, that was definitely. Uh, I would have loved to see the four overtimes. This one is from Levi Wetzel at Levi underscore W E T Z E L. Uh, what is the email for the unacceptables for TVE? Well, that is unacceptables for TVE. That's unacceptables for TVE at Gmail. Okay. Let's see what else we got here. Okay, so I can't find this. Uh, please resend this to me. I have no idea what happened to it, but I got this tw uh, tweet. It was an unacceptable with the deer crossing sign. And if you guys haven't heard it, this woman called up, and it sounded serious. She called up. I'm going to see if I could pull this up now. I don't know if you guys are going to be able to see it. I mean, uh, hear it. Let me see if I could pull this up. But this lady called up, and she said that the deer crossing sign, she hit a bunch of deers near the deer crossing sign, and she doesn't know why they don't move the sign because the sign shouldn't be near the highway, and she actually thinks that it's making the deer cross there. So hold on. I got to see if I could get this because the lady sounded serious. Uh, it was unbelievable. Crossing sign. <coughs> uh, caller. Yes. So check this out, guys. All right. Somebody sent this to me and 
I uh, sorry, I, I want to read your name. I appreciate it. Resend it or I'll shout your name out next time. But I want you guys to hear this because this is ridiculous. This is real. Okay, ready here. All right, check this out. I wanted to voice my opinion on something that's been bothering me for a really long time. Okay. Um, I, I tried writing the newspaper and contacting uh, TV stations, but nobody seems to want to stay with this. So that's why I'm calling you guys. Okay, what's, the, um, what's the issue? Well, <clears throat> over the past few years, I've been involved in three separate car accidents involving deer. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, with the population and everything. Um, each of these incidents... They've occurred shortly after I saw a deer crossing sign on the highway. Well, my frustration is that Minnesota and North Dakota Department of Transportation would allow these deer crossings to be in such high traffic areas. I mean, I didn't see them on the interstate. Why are we encouraging deer to cross at the interstate? I don't get it. That's such a high traffic area. I mean, you, you know, I understand that deer love animals, and they need to travel across the streets occasionally to survive, and you know, of course to find food, but um, it seems to me that it's so irresponsible of us to allow these deer crossings to be in areas where these deer are so likely to be struck by oncoming traffic. I mean, wouldn't you agree? Um. I mean, it's, it's just, I mean... You think they would put deer crossings maybe, you know, in, you know, smaller towns, maybe during a, like at a, at a school crossing, that's, would, it would be a safer place for them to, to cross, what? you know, put the deer crossing sign. You know, deer crossings aren't telling deer that it's safe to cross there. It's just more of like an alert for drivers so they know it's like a high deer population. The government put the deer crossings there. They can direct the deer population anywhere they want to by moving that deer crossing sign. I mean, you know, why in the world would they place it on the highway or the interstate? You know? I mean, God. There are so many other places I can think of with the deer crossing signs on, on busy highways or interstates. You seem to be under the misunderstanding that the deer are somehow attracted to the deer crossing sign. Well... Well, yeah, the deer crossing sign is there to allow the deer, you know, that's where they need to cross. Right. And all these car accidents you had involved a deer after you saw a deer crossing sign. Exactly. I, I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm trying to watch out for the deer, but, I mean, you know, speed limit's 55, 65, how am I supposed to, you know, you can't break really quick if, you, you know, if the deer just is crossing in that deer crossing area. So you'd like to see these signs move somewhere safer? <laughs> right. If we, yeah, if we can move them, like, don't put deer crossing signs on the interstate or, or freeways. You know, put them in uh, lower traffic areas. You know, somewhere where the speed limit, you know, a lot slower. Uh -huh. You know, maybe small towns. I don't know. I think school crossings is a good idea. Well, listen, we will, um, yeah, I mean, you say you've tried to contact quite a few people about this. Right, yeah, I, I wrote, like, at least three or four letters, and... We you know, will try... spread the word, okay? We will try to kind of help you raise some awareness for this issue, okay? Oh, thank you. We need to move those deer crossing signs. We appreciate your comment this morning. All right, thanks. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
Wow. Like, that's just... <clears throat> now, here's my question. <clears throat> Excuse me. Do you guys think that that's real? Do you think that that's real? Part of me doesn't. I want to refuse to believe that somebody in this country, in America, is that stupid. I really want... I don't want that to be true. You know? I just... I mean, to think that the deer crossing signs is where we direct them is the craziest thing. I think she was kind of joking, but maybe she wasn't, but wow. And that was an unacceptable sent by a fan, so thank you for that. I couldn't believe what I was listening to. I enjoyed it, obviously, but... Uh, and for some reason, of course, it was on my phone last night. I wanted to, you know, get it off my phone, and I could not find it. So please, um, you know, resend it or, or send your name or whatever, but I really appreciate it. That's the Unacceptables, everybody. Send your Unacceptables to Unacceptables for TVE at Gmail. Uh, we're over an hour here, but a couple more things to talk about. Uh, again, sorry with the distractions with the animals and, and all the shit going on. Um, I saw the documentary, The 7-5, about the uh, corruption and the corrupt cop in Brooklyn back in, um, you know, the 80s. And, uh, wow, pretty awesome. What I didn't know was it's not on Netflix. You could just get it off of YouTube. So if you have a smart TV, just go to YouTube and the whole documentary is on there. But it's basically this one cop talked his other, you know, his partner into doing just criminal activity and uh, taking money and doing all that stuff. But it was pretty, um, pretty crazy, pretty intense and, and pretty nuts to see what they did and the drug dealers that they were working with and all that. Really good, um, really good doc. So if you got a, you know, hour and 45 minutes to kill and you want to watch a really good, you know, documentary, it's called a 7-5 and uh, it was referred to me by a fan. So thank you. I really enjoyed it. It was awesome. Uh, like I said, too, obviously not a movie, but this FX original series, The People vs. O.J. Simpson, I can't get enough of it. I watched all seven of them. I love them. The acting is unbelievable and uh, so much stuff that you didn't know. So if you're home on a Tuesday, they play it at 10 o'clock and then they rerun it at 11 o'clock. Uh, just a great thing. But, you know, I like to, you know, when I didn't see a movie movie, I told you I saw Zootopia. I want to see something else soon in the theaters, but I always love to give, uh, you know, I don't watch a lot of TV. People think I'm nuts that I haven't seen Better Call Saul. Uh, I haven't seen all the Breaking Bad. I'm just, I just don't have time to sit and watch these things, but the certain things that I do watch, like I like movies and documentaries and those two I could, I'll give you, um, is the seven five, which is on YouTube. And then you could watch, uh, the people vs. OJ, I think is excellent too. Uh, sports, everybody, what's going on in sports right now? NCAA tournament is on right now. I'm going to watch a little bit of it after I get my little boy from school and, um, no big upsets yet. North Carolina almost did. I heard today on the radio, I don't know if this is true, that most of the upsets come when it's a 12 seed versus a five seed. I didn't know that. Um, I know that, uh, Duke got a scare in the first uh, half. I know UNC got a scare in the first half, but then I think these powerhouse teams, just uh, figure it out. It was cool to be at the UConn game with Burr not long ago, and they didn't look good, and now they're, like, peaking and they're doing good, and they're in the tournament. They play on Saturday tomorrow uh, against Kansas, so I definitely want to watch that. Uh, that probably would do it for them, but uh, who knows. Uh, Golden State Warriors, I think, are going to repeat. I don't think that there's absolutely any chance in hell that a team that is 60 and 6 or 61 and 6 is uh, not going to win the title. 
And I also think that they're going to break the Bulls' uh, 96 record. I think that they're going to be um, 73-9. and nine. Or... Uh, uh, or 74 and 8. Or they may win 75 games. I don't know. This team is that good. It's crazy. So um, the Knicks, hopefully, I'm hearing Phil Jackson is going to come on the bench now, which I think is a dumb move. He's just going to sit for home games. That's terrible. But um, I think that um, we need to really get these free agents or it's going to be another just disaster where Phil Jackson leaves and a whole other regime comes in and it sucks. So that's pretty much it for sports. There's really nothing except the NCAA. Yankees, we'll see what happens with that. Um, Plugs, guys, please. uh, Next weekend, I will. Tomorrow night, I'll be at the stand. Tonight, I'll be at the stand on the midnight show. And by the way, thanks to everybody who's been coming out to see me over at the stand in New York Comedy Club and... Um, you know, all these places, uh, it's just having such a great time performing in New York city in my home, working on the new material. I'm having a blast. Uh, but I'll be at the stand tonight at midnight. I'll be at the stand on the eight o'clock show doing a eight forty five set tomorrow night. Um, next week I will be co-headlining with my buddy, uh, one of my crew members, Joe Bartnick, one of the horsemen. We will be at, uh, Wontag, um, you could actually see, the, for the comedy shop, you could go to jjcomedy.com. We'll be at two different locations. Uh, Wontog, New Jersey, um, next Friday, the 25th. And then Pompton Plains, New Jersey, at the Best Western uh, Comedy Shop, Comedy Club, at the Best Western in Pompton Plains on the 26th. You could see all that at jjcomedy.com. New Jersey, come out. It's going to be awesome. Please come out. Um, we haven't been to Jersey in a while. We're going to have a good time. I know I always goof on Jersey, but I'm looking forward to it. Some people are already buying tickets. So if you're in that area, come out. Me and Bartnick always have a great time. And I'm doing a bunch of new material. I'm going to be out there selling the album. If you uh, bought my album or uh, poster, you should be getting it in the mail soon. Don't worry if you if you didn't. But, uh, you know, just with holiday weekends and all that stuff. But it, they'll, it'll, it'll be coming there uh, to your house. So thank you guys so much for the support. This has been episode 249. Please send your unacceptables uh, earlier this week because I'm going to have a quick turnaround. The show is going to come out on Wednesday. And um, uh, I have an announcement with the show. We're going to be doing something soon. I I don't know when I could uh, give you the announcement, but um, I think there's going to be more TVE coming in and uh, with a cool little twist to it. So uh, stay tuned for that. Thank you guys so much. Until episode 250, I am out of here. Apologize about the voice and any distractions. Hope you enjoyed the show. Talk to you soon.